VHS and chill. Wherever there's a volcano with an attitude, her name was on it. <laughs> we worked together. She loved volcanoes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. that. A volcano with an attitude. She <laughs> loved volcanoes. Am I making myself clear? <laughs> no, no, no. She she loved them. One day I came home early from work. I went upstairs. I found her in bed with a volcano. Erupted. I, I, I saw hot lava dripping down the stairs. I burst into the room and there she was with a volcano. <laughs> there was another one downstairs cooking up an omelet. Yeah. <laughs> It turns day into night. Air into fire. Nothing in the world can compare to its power. The most awesome sight you will ever see may be your last. Hello, and yes, we are back. You are here to listen to movies, I hope at least, um, because that's what we're going to bloody discuss, whether you like it or not. My name is Jeff, and yes, we are a film podcast covering the 80s, the 90s, the noughties, although I think we've done mainly the 90s. Is that correct, Rudy Davis, so far? Yep. Yep, correct, cool. So that is Rudy Davis. He's uh, one of my co-companions on the show. He is looking fine, and so is... The little lady sitting right next to him, Roisin Miss Mulligan. How are you? That's what they call me, Roisin Miss Mulligan. They do. And I'm going to jump in with you, Roisin Miss Mulligan. Mm. Tell me about the uh, little emotional support animal you've got at your side there. Um, I have a small pooch. A little dog. As our longtime listeners may know, uh, and they're f- if they're following along with our continuous narrative. With the chronology, yep. Exactly. Um, I have moved to a cabin in the woods. I've become a country gal. Getting back to my roots, you know. <laughs> You're a country girl originally, yeah. I was a country gal originally. I am, I'm from Ireland. Can't take the girl at the country, they say. Exactly, but you can c- put the country well in the girl. Put it in. And you have many a, many a dog <laughs> near, near your cabin, yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's a quite a lot of feral, rabid dogs. Um, <laughs> but occasionally you get a nice one. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, this I've got a small... It's She's almost like a little little golden retriever mm. like um the andrax adverts in the uk yeah a little she, scamp playing about the toilet rolls exactly she's yeah. like that and i'm trying to train her mm. um, because i am a control freak you are well she is being very well con- controlled right now very yeah. well trained she's just sleeping at your side so let's see how that goes throughout the episode mm-hmm. and uh rudy you're all good I can't um, just skirt over you there it's a bit very rude. good yeah beard's getting a bit unkempt isn't very it it is good. it is i think it could afford to be a bit longer uh, I mean, like, I know you hate this adjective, Rasheen. Do you think it's maybe a little puby? Oh. I knew the P word was coming yeah, I knew out. I the P word was you're, coming you're, out. You're Putting out the P card. But I'm still crestfallen. This isn't a crass podcast. It is a film podcast. And it is a film from a specific year in time that I will go back to Mr. Puby Davis here and ask... <laughs> Puby Davis. Rudy, what year is this film set in? Uh, so, I've never been called Puby Davis before, actually. <laughs> Like, that's a real, like, kids at school really, like, missed the trick there. That is gold. We are uh, casting ourselves back to one of my favorite years, actually, 1997. Mm. So, yeah, let's just paint the picture. A couple of big events happening in 1997. So, famed philanderer (laughs) Tiger Woods wins his first Masters at just 21. 
Wow. Oh, my God. Just 21. Well, he was a golden child back then. He couldn't yeah. do no wrong. Could do no wrong. Philandering no all wrong. over the place. Yeah. Um, famed murderer, or was he? Tiger O.J. Simpson uh, was found guilty in a civil suit. Another famed murderer, and Rasheen, this one's a little bit political. Oh, here we go. Bill Clinton. Tony Blair. Oh. Is duly elected Prime Minister <laughs> of Great Britain and Lock Northern Ireland. Lock him up. <laughs> Lock him. That's what they say, isn't it? Tony Blair. Yeah, I think <laughs> they, so. they do say that because of what the Iraq War. Well, George um, Galloway does. Well, yeah, like the the like everyone in the UK just calls him a murderer now. Oh. But let's not get into that hot potato. But he has a winning smile. But he has a lovely smile. Famed blonde boys. Hanson. Yes. Oh. Hit a number one hit. Wave guys. A number one hit. Mbop. What was the follow-up single? It was the same premise. Number two. Famously, my first ever album purchase. Was it? Yeah, that's really embarrassing. That's so cute. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. That's true. You were you must have been young. I would have been like five. Oh my god. How did you buy an album? I saved up my shekels. And I had a good interest rate. Compound interest since the day I was born. And you just walked in, little Jeff. No, I, I think I just asked Mum to get it for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm big in the lap a little Oh, hey, Mum, can I can I have the Hanson sweetie oh, this Christmas? And what are we speaking about this week, team? It is Dante's Peak. Uh, the, the Thinking Man's Twin Peaks. <laughs> the Thinking Man's Volcano. The Thinking Man's Volcano. Because it was first. It's definitely a lot the more thinking surreal. Thinking Man's Volcano in Twin Peaks. Act one. We start off in a foreign land. People are screaming. People are dying. There is ash. There is sulfur. Uh, yeah, a There's always sulfur in there. There's, There's always sulfur. Yeah. It's very smelly. smelly. Yeah, yeah it's smelly. Get, get giveaway. Mm, There's exactly. sulfur. I can smell it through the screen, to be honest. We get our first glimpse of the protagonist, and that's uh, Dr. Harry Dalton, played by... Mr. Pier- Pierce Brosnan. Pierce again. This is our third mm. Pierce yeah, right. movie. I hadn't considered that. And uh, there's chaos. So he's trying to get away with his girlfriend, who is ridiculously dedicated to her job because he goes in. She loved she, volcanoes. She, she loves volcanoes. They're both <laughs> No, I mean, she really loved volcanoes. <laughs> she wanted to get all up in there. <laughs> she had a very specific sexual fetish. In, in case you didn't gather that it from my intonation. The, yeah. the magma variety. She could only get off in red hot magma. <laughs> it drove her wild. <laughs> <laughs> so she, uh, he goes in to try and grab her. Me- there are literal boulders falling from the sky mm. at this point, and Terrible. she's like, "But Harry, wait! Look at these readings." Yeah, it's clearly exploding. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Look out me? the window, love. Yeah, exactly. Then they try to get away in the car. A boulder crashes through the car, uh, kills Marianne. Ah, Marianne, you gotta go right Harry, now. Can't leave. Where do we gotta go? Where do we gotta go right this second, right now, Marianne. Look at these readings, honey, let's stick around. Forget the readings, Marion. So we do a quick, seamless flash forward to four years later. We get a glimpse of what, of what Harry Dalton's doing now. And he's assigned by his senior, Dr. Paul Dreyfus, to uh, investigate the little sleepy town of Dante's Peak. Oh, yeah, a few because rumblings. he just can't take a holiday. No. He can't take a holiday. He's so bloody dedicated. So people keep saying to him, 
uh, going on vacation isn't going to kill you. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. You just can't. You just can't leave work alone, can you? <laughs> well, he's not really on vacation. You're Gen such a workaholic. Yeah. You're so dedicated to your job. I don't know if I've set that scene Gen well generic enough. Generic comment about you being a workaholic. <laughs> but he's on like bereavement leave. Like. Well, after four years. <laughs> Is it, oh, yeah, I actually was on holiday. Just like yeah. Milking it. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, God, Harry, we're always sad about what happened to your wife, but. You can't be on bereavement leave for four years. <laughs> I'm I'm still coming to terms with the last. <laughs> it's how she would have wanted to go. You know how much he loved her. <laughs> That's like it's like Caesar dying in an orgy. <laughs> now she's looking at the readings in the sky. <laughs> he gets assigned to this town, the town of Dante's Peak, and they they immediately scoff. There is so much scoffing for like half of this movie. Like. <laughs> Dante's Peak. Uh, no, come on. Um, well, they're, they're like, I thought the town was a bit conceited because of the recent award that they won. Right. <laughs> so Went to their heads, didn't they? They've won a very prestigious award. Nothing bad happens to you when you've won an award. <laughs> yeah. Which, does anyone remember the name? The second best town with a population under 20,000 in the United States. In, yeah. the, in the whole United States, not, That's not bad. not bad, is it? Yeah. And um, what was the first? A Oh no, uh, it was so the guy in the hotel. Yeah, some <laughs> shit old town. <laughs> so for me, a mark of like bad writing is where to try and bring the script some life, they hone in on some really pointless, inconsequential detail like that. <laughs> like, wow, like, why is that intriguing? <laughs> and they keep talking about it. Hey, Grandma, somebody left their clothes here. Sometimes couples sneak up here for a hot dip and some hot nookie. For and, and he's there just as the mayor is toasting yeah. the, the recent award win in front of the whole town. Right, so we we see um, the mayor, Rachel. Mayoress. Mayoress. Wait. Wait. Do you no. You can't, you don't say mayoress, do you? No, so, okay, so, like, in towns in the UK where they're, they're just ceremonial. Right. Um, and it's like, it's always a couple, like a married couple. So you say uh, the mayor and mayoress. Otherwise, it'd be like, if you said the mayor and the mayor, it'd be very confusing. So um, I think in that context it's okay, just to say like Mr. and Mrs. Okay. It's like a gendered title. Whereas, yeah, when it's just the mayor of a duly elected town, then I would say just mayor. Thank you for clarifying yeah. that in such just, detail. I really tried an extra <laughs> there with the old sexual politics, didn't I? <laughs> I, saw, I saw the machine's brow. Yeah, <laughs> it was cocked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was and cocked at just The brow slowly lowering, lowering, <laughs> relaxed. <laughs> Danger zone averted. Got out of that one. You looked yeah. at me like a rabbit in the headlights yeah. just there. I'm going to get out of this. Oh, oh I mean, of, of course, the rules are different in the UK. <laughs> um, so uh, this is, Rachel is a 90s career woman with a 90s career woman outfit. And she's a yeah. 90s action hero. She's Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor, baby. Sarah yeah. Connor. Oh, it's just a little town, but I couldn't imagine living anywhere else. I grew up here. She is incredibly tardy, though, so it would be surely the moment of the year. But she's like half an hour late to Money yeah, Magazine's Jeff, like, presentation. Lay off. She's a single mum. That's why she's, she's late. She's yeah. late. She also can't remember the name of the woman who's going to give her the award. It's Karen, as her daughter points out. We meet her. We meet her children actually, and um, they are the most annoying children ever committed to, to <laughs> film. Uh, there's little Graham, who I thought was a young Joseph Gordon-Levitt mm. at one point, because he's got those curtains that yeah, he yeah, used to I have. Um, and a little girl whose name is Lauren. At this presentation, uh, Harry spots Rachel for the first time. 
and she's basically boasting about how great the town is. Under 20,000. Under 20,000. Yeah. Uh, 20, and um, are you thinking potential love interest? I'm thinking that's, poten- that's, that's not around, is it? You, potential you find out pretty quickly. house and land package. I want to yes. invest. <laughs> so Rachel and Harry have an appointment. They want to check out what's going on with this mountain. They don't, Harry's very reassuring. He's like, don't worry, I'm just taking a few readings. By the way, like, I would say on average about every four minutes in this movie, someone takes a reading. Mm, It's very important. Yeah, I mean, 97, a lot of readings. So many readings. Oh, and she decides to take him down to the hot springs, right? With with the kids. (laughs) Which means I skipped over a very important part. Um, It's a little segue where a backpacking couple is ah, they, skinny dipping they go down yeah. to uh the hot springs of dante's peak and go skinny dipping and um swiftly burn to death harry's taking all these kind of measurements he's like don't worry this is all completely above board and um they go down graham is just about to jump in the water the sun the annoying the little sun yeah uh and harry because he's such a bloody hero Stops him just in time. Wait a minute, don't. <laughs> Is that your peers? That, that was the extent the of exactly s- that. The stunted dialogue. We also get uh, an introduction to another character around this time. Oh, uh, the old wench. The, the char- old roof. The character yeah. aptly named Grandma. Grandma. Does she have a name? Oh, Ruth. Ruth. No, it's just Grandma. Yeah, it's Ruth. No. She called uh, the mum. So <laughs> Rachel calls her Ruth. Yeah, I know. Yeah. She is called Ruth. Um, the ex-mother-in-law. She is immediately aggressive about the prospect of Dante's Peak being an active yeah. volcano. She, Because Harry introduces himself. He says he's like a volcanologist. Uh, she says, who's this, your new boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> and she then follows it up with, I remember you guys all came up here to investigate this mountain after Mount and Helens erupted. There's nothing up there then. There's nothing up there now. She's just so... <laughs> dedicated to this fucking mountain yeah she loves it her whole life's been there yeah she's so stubborn yeah and she's got a dog called ruffy who names their dog ruffy ruth ruth and ruffy i mean good god um i did think like why is the mayor the one that has to escort 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 um this like volcanologist around town surely there's like a lower level guy a in the mayor's office yeah. who could like do this on her behalf. Yeah. Yeah. On the day she's giving a speech announcing that it's the, the second best town under 20,000 in America. Seems, right. It just seems absurd. Especially yeah. with the kids and the grandma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I love how the grandma does note on people loving some hot nookie in, hot the, uh, nookie. in the hot springs. <laughs> yeah. Just her delivery of that was great. Bring back nookie. So two people have already died. Let's just bear that in mind um for the scoffing that's about to come um they never mention it again they never met they're like there's absolutely no evidence (laughs) no one has died oh except for the two teams apart from them but who cares about them they were backpackers yeah they didn't live here therefore they don't matter (laughs) they didn't live in dante's peak population under twenty thousand. um they so harry basically recommends to the mayor to call a town meeting and i just love the trope of a town council yeah, like which in the, any movie. Which the Simpsons have just perfected. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. And have you ever watched, this is a long shot, but have you ever watched Gilmore Girls? Yeah, yeah. So the ta- they always focus on the town mm, council and yeah. that, and it's it's always, small, they're small always really America. good scenes, yeah. And there's always just 
the belligerent asshole who doesn't want to listen to it's bad sense. it's bad for business exactly. it's always bad it's for business always yeah. they always worried about business yeah business. which to be honest it would devastate the economy though actually he's got a really good apparently um two um like scientists watched this movie mm-hmm. did you read this yeah, as well on. and they they thought that dante's peak understated the economic effect yeah. that a false alarm correct. would have on yeah. the town ah. yeah so well i thought it overstated it because i was like if there's a volcano that's potentially active and gonna go off then yeah you should evacuate the town of course like safety first but no apparently that's business not. first well business Amer- america first, america first. Yeah. America as first. we all know as we all know and that is the message of this movie. Well, and that's why America First comes bounding through the door. Comes bounding over. <laughs> right, so you're America First as Paul Dreyfus. Correct. <laughs> and I think he does a good job. I like that he also just throws, immediately, he throws uh, our hero under the bus. Harry, can I speak to you outside for a minute? Immediately. <laughs> and says, he brings back the fact that he's a workaholic. He says, go get some vacation. <laughs> but um, he doesn't though, does he? He doesn't. Uh, so yeah, he's furious that Harry has influenced the mayor to call this town meeting, and he goes in and just oh, I just hate him in this scene. Yeah. I hate, I hate this scene so much. He's like, now our our little Harry over here, he's so patronizing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, he's like, we'll make sure that when we do evacuate, if we evacuate, it would be based on evidence and not someone's opinion. Yeah. He really goes above and beyond. So like, much say, sass. Oh, we won't do it. Yeah. I kind of like this development in Harry because he obviously feels like quite embarrassed. So he um, meets up with Rachel and they arrange to have dinner. Well, <laughs> well, before b- before that, we get one of my favorite early pieces of really bad dialogue. <laughs> I decided to stick around because this town's in trouble and I'm the best man you've got. Is that what he said? <laughs> no, I must have missed that part. I thought your favorite line was going to be related to eggplant parmesan. Oh, do no, you, that do you like egg pa- Do you like eggplant parmesan? I think it's the most aggressive offer for a date. He's like, what? <laughs> dinner, <laughs> Harry, I'm asking you for if, dinner. Yeah, if Sarah kind of asked you for dinner, like, <laughs> it'd be quite aggressive. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, I uh, thought she went through. Thank God. We I do bought know. down Skynet. Now <laughs> I'm asking you for dinner. <laughs> eggplant parmesan does sound delightful in the second best town under 20,000. So yes, I will have sex with you. I mean, dinner with you, Mayoress. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Um, yeah, like straight away the love interest develops at like the mm. start of the second act, right? Which like is ridiculously soon for the average movie. And <laughs> yeah. um, thousand people. Yeah, and there's a <laughs> and there's a bit of tension there between Rachel and Ruth, mm-hmm. where Ruth, the grandma, kind of takes the old husband's side. Um, and then Harry explains what happened <laughs> to his wife or his girlfriend. She, well, we know what happened to her. She was crushed by a boulder. An unhealthy desire for volcanoes. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. her name, (laughs) what was the quote? Wherever there's a volcano with an attitude, her name was on it. (laughs) We worked together. She loved volcanoes. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. that. A volcano with an attitude. She loved volcanoes. (laughs) Am I making myself clear? (laughs) No, no, no. She she loved them. One day I came home early from work. I went upstairs. I found her in bed with a volcano. Erupting. I I saw hot lava dripping down the stairs. I burst into the room and there she was with a volcano. There was another one downstairs cooking up an omelet. She said they were there to fix the fridge. 
I was suspicious as the fridge seems to be working fine. Well, it was a volcano <laughs> gangbang. <laughs> One in the pool, sipping margarita. <laughs> Having a cigarette. <laughs> I took her back foolishly. <laughs> but looking back, they were definitely fucking <laughs> <laughs> we stay together for the kids for another five years. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to bring up the fact that uh, Harry's a very well-traveled man. He is, yeah. He's very well-traveled. Yeah. Yeah. He sort of delivers, He delivers his list in quite a funny he's, way. He's like, he's like a really boring traveler. He's like, yeah. the Philippines, America, <laughs> Colombia, pauses. England, Scotland, <laughs> Guatemala. He kind of reminded me of like a bogan. Like if he was Australian, he'd be yeah. like a bogan at a hostel. He's like, yeah, I've done Guatemala. I've done Colombia. I've done, where else have I done? Oh, England. Done England. I yeah, love, it's great there. I love when people describe visiting a country as having done it. Yeah, done it. What did you do? Yeah. At what point? Yeah, I've done it. At what point have you done yeah. a country? Once you do the, the TripAdvisor top 10, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Once yeah. you fucked the volcano, <laughs> the, the biggest volcano. The resident yeah. volcano. <laughs> but what if it doesn't have a volcano? <laughs> well, don't get, don't done it. Don't done it. Act uh, two. The next scene, we start to see all the scientists arrive with their sciency contraptions. I kind of wanted there to be a flubber-like contraption to monitor the volcano, <laughs> or like a spring-loaded if contraption. If only Weibo was on hand. I wish they just like shot someone into the volcano with a spring. Um, wild, wild west-esque. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this is when they they get the chopper out, which uh, I think we pointed out in, the, in an earlier episode is like the coolest thing you can do in the nineties. Get it's a chopper. The drone out. of the nineties. You know what's cool about that, Rudy, is they must have used another chopper to film the chopper. <laughs> chopper on chopper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> chopper on <laughs> chopper action. God, God help the poor um, assistant producer that only booked one chopper. Yeah. Must have happened on at least one set. <laughs> like you're out of you're out of this town. You're never going to work in this town again. <laughs> also the pilot of this chopper is an asshole oh, which like, yeah, but for like again like just desperately trying to put some life into yeah. the script right well they're just trying to yeah. I feel like they're just trying to shoehorn in some colour to yeah. the town they, but they so, just yeah. keep hang on a minute this this SLB pilot wants to negotiate his rate and then a guy goes to the camera just give him whatever he wants. Oh, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. a bit that's later, later, but yeah. yeah. But I love that. <laughs> like, let's just make the pilot an asshole for some reason. So this is when they go and they bring that contraption, right? That's made by NASA. And they've taken ages to... This scene is way too long. So mm. it's between um, Harry and this guy called Terry, which I never realised. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he had a name. Harry and Terry. And they got terrible banter. Like, and really poor work banter. Shit banter. Yeah. So he... Uh, and Harry are trying to put this contraption into the volcano to take its temperature. There's some seismic activity. There's an earthquake. And Terry kind of cascades down the mountain and becomes trapped. So that's the, that's the point when they're like, uh, they need to get the chopper to get them the hell out of there. And the SOB pilot wants to re- renegotiate his rate. <laughs> Just give him what he wants. Like, which, to be fair, like, ruthless but effective. Because like, he would have got whatever he wanted. <laughs> I mean, I don't condone it, but like... At the same time. <laughs> you got to respect that. Yeah, he's got mouths to feed, doesn't he, probably? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I love how, like, for you, the SOB pilot is the most. Yeah. He's the character. hero of the film. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Although he gets his comeuppance later, which he we'll does. Go see. He yeah. does. Well, you do love an entrepreneur. He's yeah. got an entrepreneur attitude. <laughs> that entrepreneurial spirit. I love that. That entrepreneurial zeal, <laughs> even in the face of disaster, <laughs> even in the face of a volcano. I love that he re- renegotiates his rate <laughs> at that point. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, but perhaps he'd been like thinking about renegotiating the rate, the oh, rate for ages. You know, like perhaps for ages, like, oh, I'm getting ridiculously underpaid. Like, I'm going to bring it up. Perhaps he was really shy about it. It was one of those, like, every day, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And he built it up. Like, it has to be this day. I have to assert myself. And it just so happened to be the day that you have to go and save this guy's life. He's like, well, why shouldn't he? Because he was going to do it anyway, renegotiate his rate, and he'll probably definitely get the rate that he wants, given that this fortunate turn of events for him has happened. You don't know what the background is to that. So, Do you think even though it was a power move, do you think he really sheepishly asked for it as well? Like, I've got to do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. All right, I'm going to do it. it just no, I've, I've, I've yeah. got to charge. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've got I'm to really more. sorry about this. I can't afford the <laughs> overheads. It just comes yeah. out too fast. Much, yeah. I've got to renegotiate my rate. So by this point, there are so many signs that this volcano is about to blow. And still, Paul Dreyfus does not believe. He does not want because to put the Because the data tongue. doesn't tell them so. The data yeah. doesn't tell them so. Well, Harry's telling him it was a bloody magmatic quake. It wasn't tectonic. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, which that's quite interesting. Like hearing that. that Fucking hell. Yeah, Yeah, I. uh, That was. That was I, nice. I like hearing a snippet thinking, yeah, I'm now an expert on this subject because <laughs> I've heard some terminology that I can use. <laughs> um, are you going to use that next time there's a tremor? Yeah. <laughs> I believe Guys. that was tectonic. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. It was tectonic. That was so tectonic. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? Oh, I'm really into earthquakes. <laughs> hey, Grandma, somebody left their clothes here. Sometimes couples sneak up here for a hot dip and some hot nookie. Meanwhile, we go back to the plot that everyone's really interested in, which is the developing romance between Harry and Rachel. Mm -hmm. Um, They go on a little ride together and then they end up back at her place. Yes. And they start making out. They start start snogging. snogging. Good old film snog. Snogging. Uh, And they, (laughs) she says... I haven't been with anyone in a long time, which is the most arousing thing I could mm. possibly ever hear. And he says the same. And then he says, don't worry, it's like riding a bicycle. You never really forget. <laughs> I'm not oh. sure if he said, you never really forget. I think he just said, it's like riding a bicycle. Well, he, So he's comparing her to a bicycle. No, then I would have gone, sorry, I don't follow. <laughs> So everyone in this town under twenty thousand people have had a ride, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was really inappropriate. That was really on the. That nose. has not seduced me. <laughs> I was wondering how you became mayor. <laughs> the final uh, token is when they start. They pour the tap. Well, they need a bit of water to, <laughs> to cool to, down. To cool themselves yeah. down. You can't kiss with you know dry mouth. Chap lips. And it yeah. comes out God. all brown and Ooh, gross. Horrible, isn't it? Ugh. And yeah. that's an instant turn off at that point because then they need to go and investigate the water supply. Well, I he, guess he bounds into Paul Dreyfus's hotel room. He comes bounding and over. Like Paul's like, what, 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 what are you doing here, Harry? You on proof? And then he walks into the like exit scene, right? Into the ensuite bathroom. Pours the tap into the that's glass. That's right. There's the proof, Paul. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. And so then finally... They, they convene a big town hall meeting in the school gymnasium. But it's too late. It's too late. So yes, this is the, probably the best scene, I think, in the I school agree. gymnasium. I agree. Yeah. Great. Yeah. This is really good. So they... Um, they convene in the town hall. In the gymnasium. In the gymnasium. In the gymnasium. Yeah. 
and they're all talking about it and they're like don't worry you know we're going to evacuate the town but this is just a precaution there's nothing to worry about uh, what is that have oh you just goodness. plagiarized Jurassic Park <laughs> is that magmatic <laughs> so the jug of water you hear it you hear the tremor the oh, icing right. the jug oh, of water oh no way First suspiciously off. clean that water mm, save that the clean the water for the higher ups <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could be just bottled. <laughs> could be bottled. Everyone drink bottled water. We forgot to mention that. So um, yeah, the the ice uh, like trembles a couple of times. The ice the caps picture. melt. The ice caps melt, <laughs> and then all of a sudden a massive tremor hits, and like the suspended ceiling starts falling off from the roof mm-hmm. onto the punters. Nightmare. And they there stampede. Yeah. So it's it sends everyone into a panic frenzy, despite Harry saying, "Don't panic." There's nothing more calming than. A randomly British man yeah. from out of town. A handsome Brit. <laughs> just telling you not to be bachelor. calm. <laughs> like, what every stampede needs is a handsome bachelor <laughs> telling you to calm down. <laughs> Do not panic. <laughs> would that calm you down, Rudy? If a handsome bachelor told me not, not to panic. <laughs> I would listen accordingly. Yeah. <laughs> Rudy, can you tell me not to panic? Uh, well, you could say I'm a handsome bachelor. Exactly. Um, don't panic. Oh, that calmed me right now. She, she was freaking out. Wait, I was on edge. Wait, there's a guy with a pube beard telling us not to panic. <laughs> Is that puby Davis? <laughs> we don't want to start a panic. Did anybody feel that? Ladies and gentlemen, please remain calm. Please just stay calm. So, yeah, this is probably the best scene you're on. Yeah. It, the special really, effects are pretty it good. It blindsided no? me. I thought, no, that this, it can't be now. This cannot be the volcano. It's the volcano. It, they're doing it. They're it's doing the it. They're doing it. And they're doing it, it bloody goes off on one. It yeah. goes it for really it. It really goes off on one. It really goes but for it. So Just pandemonium outside the gymnasium. Yeah. So boulders are falling from the sky <laughs> and there's a pyroclastic, f- no, there's not the pyroclastic flow just yet, but it's... lots of smoke and fire and things exploding Mm and you know cats and dogs living together and widespread chaos you see it um which i think the simpsons parodied like you see like the boulders smashing into like the freeway out of town Mm. oh yeah like blocking the exit which is like the one exit from town (laughs) that's right (laughs) the priority at the moment is to get the kids and get the hell out of there uh lo and behold they go home to grab the kids uh, and they see a crudely written uh, note which is so uh, does not look like it looks I mean it looks like it was written by an adult trying to do an impression of yeah, a child right. which by, yeah, by a runner yeah yeah I get the right questioning why it. they're on this movie the yeah. intern to do it it says um, it says uh, gone to get grandma don't be mad they initially try to call her to get her to evacuate she doesn't have the any stubborn of it. old coot won't she, leave. She, yeah, <laughs> she's stubborn old stubborn sea old dog. wench. <laughs> yeah, like um, and uh, talking about nineties films, love portraying certain type of grandma as a stubborn old wench. <laughs> You're either like lovable old right. coot or stubborn old wench. What do you think you'll be when you grow up? Stubborn old wench. Oh, I'll d- <laughs> yeah. I will one hundred percent be a stubborn old wench. Jeff will be a lovable coot. Yeah, I'll be I'll be lovable definitely. Yeah. Uh, they go off to get fucking grandma. And they take the <sighs> RV. Sorry, the RV, the four by four. Which, I, which made me think of Canyon Arrow. Canyon Yeah. <laughs> so once the kids go and try to find Grandma, they're swiftly followed by Harry and Rachel. And I love Harry's chivalry. Mm. He just, everything, he is willing to put his life on the line for this family that he just met. 
they get in the car and they start driving it starts getting really ashy it's not looking good the kids are very unqualified uh, the boy's driving he's probably about 11 years old yeah they reach the pedals and yeah. these are perilous circumstances these are treacherous mm. conditions this is the world's toughest driving conditions exactly yeah. he's doing great and some, he's like a really a real natural behind the wheel yeah. knocking it out of the park and at one point they say maybe this wasn't such a good idea <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they eventually get to grandma's house which is at the foot of the volcano she would have to live at the foot of the volcano yeah. she, she has is, to is she also really no she she actually does seem really into the volcano because yeah. at one point she says this mountain will never hurt us as if she's got some kind of like abusive relationship <laughs> this mountain <with> loves me <laughs> <laughs> loves me more than you ever did <laughs> um so they um they finally arrive there um followed by Pearson and Linda Hamilton. And uh, they all reunite. The grandma's pissed Is that off. Piers Brosman and Linda Hamilton. <laughs> what whatever could they topic. want? <laughs> what a motley pair. <laughs> I wonder if they're dating. <laughs> um, There's a volcano going off focus. <laughs> <laughs> so grandma refuses to believe again. Despite the fact yeah. that this is going off and destroying everything around her, um, she refuses to believe that it's the just letting off a little bit of steam. It's like, what it's she a red hot on? piping magma. And then, just comes you, through the house. And then do you think that it was like, it, the tone completely changes. So there, it's really panicked. And then they finally get there. It's panicked all the way up there. And they finally get there. And then they're like, all right, let's 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 get a few supplies. Yeah. <laughs> so they close the front door to pack and everything yeah. just like relaxes for a good 10 minutes. Yeah. They start like bickering with each other a little bit and just everything slows down. Ruth starts going through like her old photos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, at one point, Rachel says, you're such a fool, Ruth. <laughs> Which is cutting. Don't say things you can't take back. Which I is mean, really cutting. she is very much a fool. She's definitely um, a fool. But yeah, out of nowhere, you think they're safe. <laughs> They've got their supplies. They're about to get back in the car. And out of nowhere, hot piping, piping magma, magma just flows through yeah. and burns through the walls of the house. Apart from a tiny sliver of land they're stood on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. How did they not know that was coming? How did the heat not start to really <laughs> increase like a couple of minutes before? Especially Pierce. Like, come on, oh, yeah. man, this is your life. This is what you waited for your whole life. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, that there's like panic, 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 chill, panic, panic, panic. <laughs> but, um, so like they're completely blocked. This magma has just destroyed the home. But oh, uh, we didn't mention this earlier in the film. There just happens to be a lake a next, to, <laughs> next to the house with a boat moored up. Act three. Act three. There's a metal boat that they can get on. So they swiftly get onto it. They leave the dog behind, but he'll come back. Don't you worry. So they hop onto this boat. Um, the engine is a going and they're making some real paces here uh, until they realize the lake is acid. Now that the lake is acid, this is causing that they're in a bit of a kerfuffle, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's piercing some holes in the boat and they're very slowly sinking. Mm -hmm. um, and then they realize the engine is fucked. And they start singing the most disconcerting rendition of Row, 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 row Your Boat I have ever 
They start. On, they all on, start at, at like alternate points. You don't know this one. Ah, <laughs> I loved that that they sang in rounds. Yeah. That was like yeah. who organized that? I think Pierce was really anal about like the creative delivery of how that song should go. We have to sing it in rounds. <laughs> I'm not doing the music. Lauren, Lauren, you 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 toned out. I'm sorry. You're sitting out. Get your brother in. I can't work with this woman. Um, <laughs> you're so, flat. You're flat. <laughs> so uh, if I was a child, I would not find that comforting in the slightest. I was quite into rounds when I was a young, a oh, young so lad. You would, so I would forego the disaster and get into the track. Oh, sure. but that's why you're such a lovable old I kid. would also demand a key change. but. They uh, finally conks out. All motion just stops about five feet away from the pier where they can get off. (laughs) It's so inconveniently close. Pierce uh, wraps his hand in a, in a jacket and tries to like push it forward. But of yeah. course, with one hand, you're just going to spin yourself exactly. in circles. Um, and so grandma... Does one for the team. Finally, uh, jumps out. And this is just for me. I really clearly remember this scene from childhood. Yeah, me too. Do you? Mm-hmm. It's It really sticks with you. Yeah. When she jumps into yeah. this burning hot lake. It's, it's hilarious, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's burning there's a fire sale (laughs) that's what it made me think of (laughs) there's a fire sale Uh, so she gets out she gets into this burning liquid acid hell hole and um, she pulls the boat about, yeah, about two feet. <laughs> she, it's so unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. I think they would have made it with or without I, the old coot. I honestly yeah. think she just didn't want to be with them. I think they obviously should have left her there to die because she just mm. didn't want to spend yeah. any time with them. Yeah. So she was like, right, here's my chance. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so grandma's legs are screwed. <laughs> How many times have you said that before? <laughs> Uh, a few (laughs) yes once so they trudge grandma along they give her the fireman's lift and carry her through the forest trying to get to uh, a safe passage out of there but eventually she does succumb to her injuries she says a tearful goodbye to the children and to rachel and there's a nice bit of closure and then they just leave her there Mm. i was thinking throughout this movie how constantly traumatized the children must be oh 100 percent. Mm. yeah they are never going to be the same again but well, there's, so there's a good line of dialogue in the first act where after they discover the two teens grilled to death um harry says to rachel are they going to be okay she goes yeah they're fine <laughs> oh they just seen two dead bodies yeah. <laughs> they've got their uh smoky quartz crystal they'll, they'll be good they'll be good <laughs> they'll be all right meanwhile the uh, uh, the heat of the volcano has melted the ice caps <laughs> of the volcano. There is now a flood going through the, throughout the town. Jesus. And the team of volcanologists are trying to get the hell out of there. So one of my favorite lines of the movie is around this time um, when uh, Harry says, my science teacher in school once told me that if you put a frog into boiling water, oh, yes. it will jump straight out. But if you put a frog in cold water and you warm it slowly, 
it will slowly boil to death. <laughs> and then <laughs> that Vulcan, the sassy volcanologist is like, what's that, Harry? Your recipe for frog soup? <laughs> and he says, it's my recipe for disaster. <laughs> <laughs> the volcanologists are trying to escape from the town. The ice caps are melting. The town is flooding. And they cross this, the only bridge out of town. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, or fortunately, Paul Dreyfus... He doesn't make it, does he? He doesn't. Serves he doesn't. Right. He right. gets a bit of redemption, though, because before he dies, he calls Pierce Brosnan and says, like, you were right, I was wrong, I was I was a dickhead. And so now he has come full circle and he can die in peace, although he looks terrified. <laughs> <laughs> he looks very peaceful getting <laughs> swept away by when the it, river. When it happens, you can see in his face he's just gone white. They're in this four by four, which can do everything. It can go, it can go underwater. It, it really can... is all terrain. And then the dog just shows up out of nowhere. Yeah. Ruffy, they must have walked like, I don't know, yeah, six they miles. Walked a long way, yeah. yeah, they've walked a very long way, but Ruffy still shows up. Um, and they they hop in this car and they they get out of there. They manage to get over these hot coals and survive. So they end up in the deserted town, trying to figure a way out of there waiting for this volcano to just blow its top there's been a lot of talk there's been a lot of action but we haven't got the main yeah, event some people are still skeptical they think that volcano is <laughs> not that solid as a rock the dead grandmother is still yeah. disbelieving she got it written on a tombstone that they quickly uh, engraved what does the tombstone say not gonna blow yeah, not gonna blow not gonna happen <laughs> Over my dead body. <laughs> Why did you find an engraver so quickly? I would love to he see upped a tombstone. His rate as well. A tombstone that says "Not gonna happen." Yeah, that like, would bring me so yeah. much joy. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen, sweetie. <laughs> what is that? What is that? That's a cloud. Finally, it blows its top. Boom! We needed that, yeah. We and needed that release. That build up a pressure. It was yeah. <laughs> nearly orgasmic, <laughs> some would say. The build up a pressure from that tight second act. <laughs> they look in the, in the rear view mirror at this event. And what is it? He says the infamous line, It's a pyroclastic cloud! Which he practiced for like well, six days before the shoot, right? In front of a mirror, six days before the scene, he said, uh, it's the movie's key emotional scene. I needed to get that annunciation just right. That's acting. <laughs> that's method. <laughs> he said that? He that's said, acting? That's acting. Oh, what's going oh, on? <laughs> End <my>. quote. This <laughs> is in the director's commentary or something. Yeah. It's on Damn. IMDb, so right. it must be true. Damn. And that is acting. I mean, he nails that, that line. That is acting. <laughs> Um, and as soon as that pyroclastic cloud has hit the atmosphere, they know there's only one place in town that can the really shield the abandoned mine shaft. The abandoned mine shaft, full of black crystal quartz. Well, yeah, because it's where little Graham's been spending all his time. The, the movie little goes full circle. Yeah. yeah, they crash headfirst into this little hideout, which is quite incom- which is quite conveniently placed. Really, I, I wrote uh, crash into a convenient mine shaft. <laughs> Well, there you go. <laughs> it's exactly that. It's so convenient. And they're just stuck there, basically. Graham's got a, some, like, Graham crackers to keep them going. Thank God. So they're going to be all right. They can make s'mores and that kind of stuff. Uh, Harry 
suddenly remembers that he's got this device from NASA that can potentially transmit and get them out of there. He suddenly remembers mm. the only thing that's going to keep them alive yeah. he's left it in the car. Oh, like, wait. <laughs> uh, it's not like leaving your phone in the car. Like yeah. You're in a life or death situation. You've got a massive you, device. You specifically, <laughs> you specifically stopped off to get this special NASA Harry, tech. use your massive device. No, not that. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's in the car. Just, just one second. Come on. Harry, protect me from the pyroclastic float. No, not that. <laughs> uh, what was it we were saying the other day about bicycles? Not now, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes back to get this device uh, to try and turn it on, transmit that they're trapped in that mine shaft. Um, and then what should bloody happen? But and a series of boulders falls down. It was like there. very unnecessary mm. kind of padding. Yeah, yeah. it was. A few yeah. more magmatic uh, trainers. Yeah. And he gets trapped in that in the car where the device is whilst um rachel and the kids are on the other side of this uh wall that's just been formed of Mm. the boulders he turns the device on and there's a quite again maybe like two minutes of him fumbling around in the car (laughs) to turn the device on i was so tired by this point i I wanted to hear some like dialogue i'm going where is that thing? Oh, there it is. Can I just reach it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come here. Okay. Got it. Okay. <laughs> like in his garden shed, like pottering around behind yeah. the dialogue. <laughs> just, just work with it. Just work with it, Pierce. <laughs> this is how I ad lib. We then see a flashing light go off in uh, the Institute, in the Geographical Institute. Uh, and Terry, who's now on crutches, God love him, he asks, Hey, how long has this light been flashing for? And someone says, I don't know, day or two. And I found that really <laughs> horrible <laughs> because he's been trapped in that car yeah. for a day or two. He would have shit himself. He would have been, he'd be severely dehydrated. Mm. He probably wouldn't have slept. Like he should be, well, at the very minimum, he should be covered in shit. <laughs> <laughs> like... One would hope. I, one would hope. <laughs> and the reason I bring that up is because we're we're coming on to the last scene of the movie now. And you might notice he is not covered and in he's shit. Not, no. He's clean as a whistle, he's, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this really, it, got a, it, it, it turned it from an eight to about a five. This, this scene. <laughs> Had he been covered in shit, this would have been way better received. It's just unrealistic, isn't it? It's like, just insanely unrealistic. And he would just look... Awful. You would look. It'd be awful. Haggard. Yeah. It would be the. You've just gone through the worst experience of your life. He's going to have nightmares about it for the rest of his life. <laughs> and he comes out. Where are Rachel and the kids? So they, yeah, they basically um, get a um, a stat team of experts to get to dig out this mine. First thing he does is ask about Rachel and the kids. Uh, he also, his crew are there, like his volcanologist crew. And they're back. Like, Harry, we thought you were a goner. <laughs> we bought you some of that frog soup you so love. <laughs> that was I, a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we killed three frogs. <laughs> Using your boiling technique. <laughs> it really works, Harry. <laughs> you guys are the dumbest, <laughs> dreariest workers I've ever had. <laughs> this pleasure of working with. I've had this pleasure of working with. You left me in there for two days. <laughs> we were cooking Roxy. <laughs> I'm covered in shit. <laughs> Could've one of you have looked at the flashing light. <laughs> I hate all of you. 
just like all that like anger he'd built up over yeah. the years she of having to work with soup, those Harry. dull <laughs> those dull dim-witted workers <laughs> eat it while it's still hot Harry. <laughs> oh Harry don't blow don't call me Harry don't, don't blow your, Harry. don't blow your top now that's it you guys are fucking morons nothing you've ever said is funny <laughs> I've despised every minute I've worked with you for the last four years I would love it if that's how Dante's began with a really angry outburst that he's going to feel ashamed about later um, so it actually ends with him he's yeah he's like the the kids are still down there Rachel's still down there and they get her, they get them out and they have a Big old kiss on big the old, lips. Big old shitty snot. <laughs> <laughs> kiss, kiss through the shit, my dear. <laughs> kiss through the shit, sweetheart. <laughs> oh, Harry. What it's is it? Like you riding what, a was, <laughs> what was that metaphor about bicycles again? What was that metaphor about frogs riding bicycles? <laughs> Everyone is so literal in Dante. <laughs> yes, I'll not you as well. <laughs> um, so they have a big old kiss on the lips whilst the kids just like clean up and laugh. <laughs> um, and then they get in a chopper because he's up to his rates too. It's still the nineties. It is the most expensive chopper <laughs> you can imagine. It cost the living earth, um, and they fly away into the gap where the mountain once was. Mm. Uh, I actually stopped concentrating at this point. That's, <laughs> that's very symbolic. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, and that's Dante's peak. That's Ooh. it. Shit. That's it. Wow. 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 Uh, well, how do you feel? I how, never thought we'd get there. When yeah. it exploded <clears throat> onto our screens. <laughs> wow. Uh, so this is the first time I ever saw it. Wow. I've, seen, I've seen Volcano, though. Oh, I've never um, seen that. I'm the opposite. I haven't seen Volcano. Uh, well, I've would seen you look Dante's. at us? Yeah. Would you look at us? We're a complete set. <laughs> um, yeah, yes. <laughs> Like the most stilted, probably probably one of the most stilted scripts I've ever witnessed in a film, <laughs> and just like wooden characters, yeah, and just with no depth. Mm. <laughs> uh, but like I loved, but that's what I loved about it though, like just what a ridiculously yeah. formulaic disaster film that it is. That's what made it such a good '90s gem. Yeah, like it romp. hits all those '90s strides, yeah. I suppose, doesn't um, it? Mm-hmm. I thought it's like a really badly done Jurassic Park. Had a lot of the motifs of Jurassic Park, like the chopper end scene. I thought, uh, yeah, uh, Harry Dalton's role was very Dr. Grant in terms of like the the single older doctor that uh, kind of becomes a father figure for these two children, which mm-hmm. is exactly the, the plot of uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, so yeah, like borrowed a lot from Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. but... My word was it not in that league. <laughs> <laughs> My word, it was not Jurassic My Park. My word. Some, some of this acting is so Jurassic Park and some of it is so not Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> um, I Here's think some looking at you. I warmed to it a bit more than that, Rudy. Go on. Um, I actually liked, I, call me crazy, I liked the first half of the movie better than the second half. Rudy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what, why. The build up. I liked all the little the town tension. stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, I love small town America It was stuff. very twee yeah. uh, and it was very like, just obvious and badly written, but I, I always just do love those 90s little mm. Americana towns. Yeah, I agree with you um, on that one. And yeah. I do like the mayor. I thought the mayor was a great character. Um, but no, I, I did like this movie for all its flaws. Uh, I think there is just way too much padding though. They could have made it like a much punchier film. They could have made it a 10 minute like <laughs> YouTube clip. Short film. Yeah. <laughs> what a real art house short film there. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's true. I um, I love this movie. Yeah. Even though I know in my heart that it's not a good movie, I just really, really enjoy it. But yeah, I'm kind of with you as well, Jeff, where I, I liked the build-up. Mm. I liked the first half of the movie and then the second half I lost interest. I found it a bit more difficult to follow because it was almost too much action. Right. Um, Literally it was half the movie. I watched this in two parts and I stopped it when the volcano went off. Oh, right. And it was the halfway point. Yeah. Um, so. And I just remember watching this as a kid and being really excited by it. I had it on videotape yeah. and uh, becoming obsessed with that frog soup line. Yeah. And frog soup. Sub- subsequently, your favourite dish. No. It's my favourite. I love it. I'm eating it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sipping it through a straw <laughs> during this whole podcast. Yeah, it's just um, an ivy. I think I think it did not deserve the 27% no. rating oh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Really harsh. That what is guys, harsh, man. You guys come just looking on. at this through nostalgic eyes, though. Um, so how many frogs would we give it out of the soup? I would give it two frogs out of four. I'm sticking on the Roger Ebert scale. I thought it was passable, tasty. You know, it's like junk food almost. You know, it's bad for you, but going down, it feels all right. Oh, Jeff. Very well articulated. Thank well you. done, yeah. Uh, I would give it one frog. One out frog of in uh, out of four mm-hmm. in the in the vat uh, in the cauldron. <laughs> uh, yeah, one out of four. <laughs> I would give it two as well, Jeff. I'm with you. Yeah. Um. So that was Dante's Peak. That definitely was Dante's Peak. Yeah, I enjoyed it. What uh? What disaster movie are we going to do next? Deep Impact, Armageddon. Uh, yeah, that'd be nice. Volcano. You know, we could do Titanic. We could just get it out of the way. Oh god, yeah, so long and do Titanic. <laughs> yeah, but think of the fodder. Yeah, it's true. That mm. would be an extra, extra large podcast. We'd well, have to do it in two parts. Whatever podcast does come next, I hope you, dear listener, are with us because I'll certainly be there. And you know who else will be? Rudy and Roisin. I won't be. Uh, okay, just Rudy then. Mm-hmm. See you there. Bye. Ciao. Okay. Yeah.